the fastest way to get to any destination is to ask someone who is already there for directions. And that is why I have on today the man who mentally, physically, emotionally, financially is where most of us would long and hope to be. And he's one of the most accessible, most successful philanthropists, most successful authors I've ever met. It is my great honor to bring on the CEO of Sports One Marketing, my dear friend, coach and mentor, Dave Meltzer. Dave, welcome to The Abundant Mind. I cannot ask for a better place to be, and I appreciate the extraordinary introduction. I will uh, defer to being physically where everybody wants to be, but <laughs> beyond that, I think uh, my superpower is in the mindset, the heart set, and the handset. and uh, I have worked 16 years straight with uh, suffering from discipline, not regret, to exponentially grow and aggregate uh, all of these different powers and superpowers that my mission in life is to give or empower others with the same that has made me so happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. Well, David, th thank you so much. You know, you you are absolutely a man of discipline. You are a man that has the one of the largest abundant mindsets I have ever met. And to be able to have your drive and your success and your love for life is so admirable. And I would love to dive into that here. Um, you know, when you know you and I have shared uh, a lot of wonderful moments together. The island behind us is where you and I really got to meet each other. We we lovingly call this Meltzer Island. Dave, you guys, right over here, Dave Snuba. Dave and I snooped underwater. He was doing 360s. It was absolutely awesome. And the only thing I could do is try to keep up with you. And it was so fun. Um, but I want to dive into this. You know, you you're very open about your 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 life, you know, and a lot of people share stories of where they had it all and lost it all. And and you've shared very openly that, you know, you you had pretty much everything you ever wanted, but at one point it wasn't truly fulfilling you and you almost lost absolutely everything. Um, would you mind sharing with us your story of where where were you and where are you now and why are you more fulfilled now than you were then? Yeah, well, a According to this and aligned with this podcast, which is why I'm so excited to be here, I don't go on every podcast. I wish I could, but I could not miss this one because it is the worlds that we live in. I was born in a world of not enough. Everyone was a victim. There wasn't enough food. There wasn't enough money. And I wanted to make a lot of money to get me out of the world of not enough. I thought that was the key that would allow me to shift my mindset from being a victim. Why me? Why do they have that? Always looking at what's missing, what I don't have, or what other people wanted for me. And I had this philosophy by watching my mom of how she enjoyed the consistent every day, persistent without quit pursuit of her potential as a teacher. Her objective in life was for her children to go to the Ivy League schools and gr graduate top of their class from graduate school and have all of her children in the second grade that she taught in the community in the Sunday schools. She wanted to create a future for all these other people. Well, nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire, as you stated, and I moved through that economic change from a world of not enough to a world of just enough. And this was the dangerous world for me wow. because, as you stated, I had just enough for me. I had everything I ever dreamed of. I thought that money was the reason that I had all of these things and all of the things I wanted. And what I found out was I was on a terrible path 
of buying things I didn't need when I wasn't happy, buying things, uh, more things or different things or buying things to impress people. Or I even bought Jake things to impress people I didn't like just to give me a false facade of happiness, of abundance. Everything in this world, and a lot of people live in this world, is a trade or a negotiation. What it is, is absolutely an affirmation of a zero-sum game. And so both the world of not enough, a zero-sum game, but in that game, you don't have enough. But in this world of just enough, it's a zero-sum game where if I receive, somebody else loses. If I win, someone else loses. If I give, it's to receive as a negotiation or a trade. This actually is still scarcity. It's not abundant. It still is in the paradigm that I have to go get more, go get more happiness, go get more wealth, go get more health, go get more worthiness. I'm always in search of an outcome that never will come. And so and when I you know, turned 36, I was running the most notable sports agency in the world. Uh, they made the movie Jerry Maguire about our firm. Not only was I a multimillionaire, but I also had access that billionaires didn't even have access to. I literally not only had everything that I dreamed of and for, including marrying my dream girl, including having three beautiful daughters that were healthy, happy, and extraordinary, but I lived the life that everybody else wanted. And the problem was I hadn't shifted my mindset, heart set, and hand set to abundance. And the key component of the shift in my paradigm where I almost lost my life, my wife uh, saved my life because she threatened to leave me. My dad warned me at 30. My best friend, Rob, warned me. And of course, my wife, she had the final straw and said, I'm leaving. You better take stock in who you are and who you want to become because I'm leaving you because you're going to end up dead. But for those three people, especially, I would not have shifted my paradigm into one that said, I have faith. No longer am I in control. No longer am I going to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, and more worthy. I already am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And I need to figure out what I'm doing to interfere with it. And the first step was to come to the realization, acknowledgement that I am connected to and through something bigger than me. I never believed that. My family, very religious, people around me, very religious. I had a, uh, a resistance to religion, but I didn't understand what I really needed, which was faith. And faith that something bigger than me, an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source, no matter what you define it as, God, Buddha, Jesus, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, I don't care, but you need to believe in something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom loves you, or you even love your own children. Once I truly practice that, and I only spend minutes and moments outside of that today, I still practice it. 16 years, I'm a lot better, but I used to spend days, weeks, months, and years outside of that faith. But once you have that faith, one thing turns around immediately. Instead of living in the world of not enough, right? That everything happens to you as a victim. Why me? Then you move to the world or try me. I cannot work this. I can do this. I'm going to be more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy. I'm going to make this happen. By shifting the paradigm of faith, I now live in a world of value add. No longer is it a zero sum. I live in an abundant world because I have faith that when pain, setbacks, failures, and mistakes occur in my life, and they always do, always will, 
I am actually being promoted and protected the same way as when a three-year-old reaches out to touch a hot stove and their mom slaps their hand and screams at them, no, and they start to cry, why me? Why are you punishing me? And the mom cuddles her son and says, I'm just protecting you. I'm, I'm promoting you. Don't touch a hot stove. Well, when you don't get that job, the deal doesn't go through. When you don't get into the school you want to get into, when the bank account is low and the challenges are high, you got to believe that you're being protected and promoted. Remember, that omniscient, all-powerful source is hugging you, telling you, I'm not punishing you. I'm protecting you and I'm promoting you. You don't want that job. You don't want that opportunity. You don't want that relationship. I'm protecting you, not punishing you. Wow. You know, you you definitely have, have lived and taught me something so valuable that we can't be, I can't be what I don't have. I can't give what I don't have. I can't be poor and make someone rich. I can't be sick and make someone healthy. You know, and and a lot of you us can't be sad to make someone happy. Yes. You know, and I would love if you would share that. You know, we we have a lot uh, you know, people in this group, we have a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers, attorneys, entrepreneurs. And and the thing that I hear consistently is, you know, I I want to help. I want to help. I have a servant's heart. I want to help. I want to help. I want to help. And they're giving of their time, but they can only give that. They can only give their time. What would you share, Dave, with those who are giving of their time and feel that that's all they can give? Um, they're limiting themselves, number one. But what would you share to those who have that mindset of, all I can give is my time. I can't give anything else. Well, I have a case study of my mom. My mom uh, just turned 79 years old and my mom gave everything. My mom was a single mom, packed my dinner in a paper bag, worked two jobs as a second grade teacher. She actually took us in a country squire station wagon so we could study while she filled up turnstiles with greeting cards at convenience stores just so we could eat with food stamps. My mom, show, I don't listen to my mom still today, but I watch her. Well, my mom taught me that number one, we should appreciate what we have. And as you are all service providers, healthcare providers, very good at appreciating what you have. Now, remember, when we appreciate what we have, it expands. We add value. So you're living in the add value world, the abundant world via appreciation. In fact, gratitude is the common denominator. Gratitude, appreciating all that we have, the common denominator of happiness, no matter how sick or well, tall or short, uh, you know, rich or poor, gratitude is the common denominator, happiness. So my mom appreciated everything and taught me to appreciate everything. Then she taught me to acknowledge what I have by not only giving it away, but allowing it to be lost, allowing it to be manipulated, stolen, or cheated from me, uh, which is a distinctive property of being unattached uh, and acknowledgement that things are going to happen. You're going to lose things. People are going to manipulate things from you. They'll be stolen or lost, but it's still acknowledgement. The only way to acquire the knowledge of the appreciation that you have is to lose it or give it away. Now, when it's gone, you have a larger vessel than previously because of the activity of appreciation and acknowledgement. Well, my mom's 79 years old and she has appreciated everything her whole life and acknowledged everything her whole life. She has given away her wealth. She has given away her worthiness. She has given away her wealth. I mean, her, her health. Um, and she has given away her happiness all in the intention of giving it away to others. So they would have it. Wow. Here's what the problem is. If you appreciate what you have at all times, it will expand. 
when you acknowledge it, it will grow. But if you don't ask for more, it dissolves and depreciates and aggregates and compounds in that way instead of in this way. See, when you can refill it and appreciate it more, you're always expanding, growing, accelerating. So it's 79 years old with the intention of giving, of helping others. The primary goal, objective of my mom's life is to be of service or value, just like all of your listeners, me and you. The differentiator in my mom's life and in mine is that I have faith that there's more than enough, that when I ask for more, I'm adding value to the universe I'm not taking away from anybody. And in fact, when I ask for more, whatever it is, whatever I want, personally, experientially, giving and receiving, to figure out who I can help and who can help me with it, and how best to get it done by prioritizing what's important to me by asking for it, wishing for it, hoping for it, what I think, say, do, believe, and feel, all of the five levels of intention. When I do this, I'm not going to end up at 79 years old, like my mom, in the exact position that I don't want to be in, where everyone has to take care of me because I've given away my wealth, my health, my happiness, and my worthiness. I have more of it than ever created, and I've added more of it to the universe than ever created because I have faith there's more than enough that I live in an abundant world of value add, and I'm constantly, consistently, persistently adding value to every situation in person that I can, and only spending minutes and moments out of that faith, only minutes and moments because I am disciplined in the practice of abundance. Wow. You know, that that is a true principle, Dave. You know, there is absolutely enough for absolutely everyone to have absolutely everything that they've ever wanted. There is. And Again, the fastest way to get to any destination as you teach is to ask someone who's already there for directions. And one of the greatest impacts that you've made on my life is 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 three concepts. Being a student of my calendar, really understanding my day, my three non-negotiables, and then my the five daily principles that I live by. And and you guys, we're going to put Dave's information obviously here. Uh, most of you already are already following Dave, understand Dave, and, and are on on course with his mission to impact a billion lives, to be even more Over. than a billion lives, to be happier and healthier than ever. But Dave, would you mind sharing with us what are those when it comes to our non-negotiables, those five daily principles? How can we utilize these to achieve that life of abundance? Because if we don't know what we want, our focus is going to go anywhere and everywhere. How do how do we get that laser focus so we can have appreciation and gratitude in all things? Well, one is to shift your understanding of what we want. And what I mean by that is a lot of people want an outcome. Mm -hmm. That's not what we want. An outcome is a trajectory. It's a point of aiming. It's not a point of destination. And so within the context of people will tell you it's about the journey, not the destination. It is not only about the journey. It's who you're taking along with you in that journey. And what trajectory are you at each day? So for me... I set a midterm and long-term trajectory every morning. And then I use that as my guide, a guidepost, uh, an aim of where I want to be in the midterm or long-term. And then I ask myself, what do I want to get there? Personally, experientially, giving-wise, productivity-wise, and receiving-wise, asking-wise. And then, and that makes it a possibility of my day. See, when you go from no thing to knowing what you want, you now have a mathematical advantage of the day and a statistical advantage because it's aiming towards 
a mid or long-term objective. So you now have a possibility. Now to take the possibility to a probability, you have to figure out who I can help with what I want and who can help me. And once you do, this causes inspiration. Now you're living in abundance, inspired in, in spirit with one another. So the who determines, which is a second daily practice, determines the possibility to a probability. Then you talked about student of the calendar, the reconciliation of time, activity you get paid for, activity you don't get paid for, activity planned, activity not planned. And of course, as health service providers, we all know the importance of sleep, recovery, and access. But the how determines how productive, accessible, and gracious will be during the day. It'll determine the acceleration, compound interest, and aggregation of what we want for that individual day guided towards a mid and long-term objective that may change determinative upon mistakes, failures, and setbacks that are teaching us and promoting us and protecting us. So we may subtly change the trajectory tomorrow. But for today, this is how I'm going to step four, prioritize knowing my now. Wow. Because now I know what's important to me. I don't worry about what's important to other people, what's missing or what I don't want. I now have a firm acceleration towards here's what's most important to me. Urgency is a subset. Time is a subset of importance, a variable to consider, but not the end all. The importance of what, who, and how determines my now. And if you know those first four daily practices of what, who, how, and now, you now are applying our why, shifting your paradigm that you already are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. You now have a better mechanism in order to figure out what, what you're doing to interfere with it. And the more we clear the interference of our faith, the less time we spend out of faith and ego-based consciousness with the need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, all a waste of time and take things like worrying and complaining, duplicative negatives. When we worry and complain, not only are we creating interference between the what, the who, the how, and the now, but we actually are wishing for what we don't want. We are accelerating what we don't want and interfering with what we do. So when we apply our why, when we understand, identify the minutes and moments that we're spending outside of what we want and who we could help and how to best get it done outside of the prioritization, according to not only the pragmatic practices, but also the non-negotiables because things change during the day. And my first guidepost of when God's laughing at me, when he sees my well-developed plan as a student of the calendar and he laughs at me and he makes something happen I wasn't prepared for, <laughs> I immediately go to, did I get my minimum of an hour a day on my health? Did wow. I get the minimum of time with my family? Did I get the minimum of time on the activities I got paid for directed by my calendar, the activity I get paid for, not paid for, the activity I planned, not planned, and my sleep to make sure I'm always plateauing and growing. I'm not living like a tube, food in, food out, not living like the myth of Sisyphus, pushing a boulder to the top of that hill behind you just to have it roll down to the beach the next morning. I'm plateauing at that mansion and then moving up towards the stars, the skies, and the galaxies that are far beyond most people's reality. You know, you guys, this is a glimpse of what is possible. The, 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 the mindset of this incredible soul, this dear friend of mine, Dave Meltzer, this is a, a glimpse in a world where we have a God in the universe that wants to bless us abundantly. Why would we ever ask for breadcrumbs? Why would we ever ask for morsels when we can have absolutely everything? Why would we spend time worrying for wishing what we don't want? 
focus on love. What we focus on, what we bring our attention, our intention to is what grows. Focus on the love around us. Focus on everything. When lessons, when when problems keep coming into your life, these are lessons. Learn from these lessons. Learn from this incredible man. Uh, again, we're going to have your information down below here, Dave. But Dave, I am so honored to know you. We're so honored uh, for these lessons that you've taught us. Um, any any last words of, of wisdom for, for our group before we sign off? Within the context of the values, the practices, the mindset, the heart set, and the handset, I want to, one, congratulate you, Jake. Uh, you are living my mission of empowering others to empower others to be happy, to create abundance in the world, to add value uh, to everything that you do. And you're an incredible student. And as the student becomes the master, this is one of those stepping stones that I can see this podcast is going to help so many people and help me achieve my objective of empowering over a billion people by you empowering a thousand to empower a thousand at least, as we say. But my key advice always is a mindset of being more interested. You know, my legacy will be kindness by being more interested. I know we have the Dos Equis man, the most interesting man in the world, but I want to be known as the most interested man in the world. I want people to say, I remember when David Meltzer asked over a hundred open-ended questions just to find out how he could be of service or value. Uh, so everyone out there, be more interested than interesting. It will allow you to be kind kind to your future self by doing good deeds. I want to say thank you. Please reach out to me, david at dmelzer.com. Please share, listen to my friend, Jake Hansen. He is changing the world one person at a time. I love you. Thank you. God bless you. Love you, David. May you be abundantly blessed forever. Thank you. Thank you.